team. I hope you are enjoying this book so far and from all the conversations I've had and just uh, reading all of y'all's responses on Slack, um, I feel like we're in a good place with it. So I'm so glad that everybody's enjoying it. So this week, we're going to dive into the chapter, Truth Matters. This chapter is uniquely special to me because if there's anything that I have consistently struggled with in my life, it's false narratives and romanticizing God. Um, I didn't start following Jesus until I was 18. And quickly, as I started memorizing and reading and embodying God's word, I became more grounded, more present, and honestly, just had more clarity than I ever had in every aspect of my life. I truly started to develop my identity in something and someone that was unchanging in the midst of myself being ever-changing, and that was the deepest comfort and the deepest peace that I've ever experienced. Jeremy quotes John 4.23 to start off this chapter. In this scripture, you've probably heard it a million times before in a lot of worship sets, but it talks about the two marks that God is looking for in a worshiper, and the two being spirit and truth. Both equally emphasized by Jesus, yet I would argue that they aren't so emphasized um, equally in our modern day worship culture. This scripture is so important because as Jeremy references, the subject or object of the worship is the only thing, only one who can determine if worship being presented is worshipful. And God clearly laid it out for us because he's just that kind of God. He is a God of clarity and not confusion that he is seeking worshipers that worship in both spirit and truth. Something that I hear a lot um, in worship cultures and communities that I've been in is that like you get to worship just however you want to worship. And that's not biblical. God does not say however you want to worship, you worship as you please. He doesn't leave the door wide open to preferences. It's actually quite the opposite. He is clear about what pleases his heart throughout the bulk of the canon. There is a correct way to worship him, and there are incorrect ways to worship him, period. And we don't set the parameters for it. God does, and he has. So we must forego all of our preferences, comforts, and dignities to maintain a holy and pure worship. Plainly said, If it does not please God, it is not worship of God. While God does say such worshipers in spirit and truth, in this episode, we are just going to dive into the truth aspect of that. And all that I'm about to say can be summarized in this one statement. We have to know God to worship him. As I said in my previous episode, and honestly quote to myself daily, it's a long 12 inches from the head to the heart. And worship can originate in both places, but it has to make the journey from the one to the other. If we don't know God, then we have no idea where to even begin in attempts to worship him and make him the Lord of our lives. Jeremy says it pretty perfectly, honestly, that revelation is what fuels and informs worship. God has revealed himself through the scriptures, and he is still revealing himself through his spirit that resides in us. I think something that we need to be aware of is that we can quickly slide into believing that what moves us moves God. And that is not always the case. While God gives us a new song to sing, the song itself is not what he's after. The new song is a response to our devotion and our affection, which stems from having an intimate relationship with him and knowing him. If our offerings and sacrifices and songs aren't rooted in the knowledge of God, in the heart of God, then it's just noise. It's hollow. Scripture says plainly that our lack of knowledge will destroy us. Truth, God's heart, it it doesn't ebb and flow like ours so quickly does. 
So we have to chase after what moves God's heart, not our own. Scripture has the ultimate authority, and we have no right to dismiss it, customize it, or alter it. We take him at his word, period. I say all of that because I think sometimes we can get lost in the sauce. I have no desire to move a room. I have every desire to move the heart of God, and I can't even begin to do that if I don't know his heart, if I don't know him. J.I. Packer says that theology is for doxology and devotion, that is, praise of God and practice of godliness. So the entire point of theology is for doxology. It's not so that we can know all the things and lord it over people. Honestly, quite the opposite. It's the fuel that ignites our worship. Somehow in the church, worshipers, worship leaders, creatives, we get this rap of being the feelers, the emotional ones that aren't grounded in anything. We're just kind of ebbing, flowing with the wind, whatever we feel. And that's destructive. We aren't ebb and flowing for what we feel. We're ebb and flowing for what we know about God and being yielded to his spirit that is knowing his word. We should all strive to be the greatest theologians. While teaching pastors get to speak the word over people and they get to break it down so people can consume it and have more knowledge of God, we as worship leaders, we're asking people to declare things about God. We're putting words in their mouth that enable them to worship and encounter God. We better make sure they're true. We are so blessed to be at the fellowship that teaches the word week in and week out, exegetically, all of those things, because our community will not be biblically ignorant. We won't. We won't allow it. It is not something that our heart is after, because if we do not love God's word and are eager to know what pleases his hearts, then we'll never worship him rightly, and all of this would be for nothing. Proverbs 19.2 says, desire without knowledge is not good. To simply sing songs about our admiration and devotion to God, yet not be devoted and rooted in his word will always return void, or as Jeremy would say it, lack conviction. And I want to say this gently but clearly. If you desire to worship, in quotes, yet have no hunger for God's word, it is quite possible that you are in love with the idea of God and not God himself to study him, to crave his word is evidence of genuine love. You can't love anyone without knowing them. There's a statement from Jeremy in this chapter, and it's one that I pray over myself and over our community, and it's this. Be a people that has firmly placed ourselves under the authority of scripture, that its authority begins to flow through us. Neglecting truth has devastating consequences. It leaves us vulnerable to deceptions and leads us away from pure and holy worship. Ephesians 6 says that the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. It's the only thing that can penetrate our spirit. It goes on to say that it judges the attitude of the heart. And what that simply means is that it reveals the depths of where we are deceived and where we have become compromised and all the fleshy parts about us. The Word of God, its main purpose is to reveal God, but in its process, it sanctifies us. Music does not transform us. It's a medium in which the Word that does have the power to transform, gets rooted and planted in us. It's also a medium in which we can actively yield our spirit to his by declaring his lordship and sovereignty over our lives. If we want wholehearted worship, we must wholeheartedly return and submit to the word of God. Team, deepen your well. Fall in love with his word. Something that I ask students when I meet with them is that if I gave them a book and its pages described and detailed everything about the boy they liked, would they read it? 
a hundred percent of the time, they said that they would probably consume it in a day. So why don't we feel the same or even more conviction to dive into the book that reveals the God who created us, loves us, sacrificed it all for us, knows us, and reigns, and so eagerly wants us to return to his heart. I want to leave us there and with one last encouragement, the same one that Jeremy gives at the end of his chapter, and it's know the truth, sing the truth, and live the truth. Y'all, we love you guys. We hope that you guys have a great week diving into this chapter, and we'll see you next week.